by bringing you this shitty news so that you can feel less like shit because you know the people discussing all the fucked up shit give a shit about you and the shitty situations you deal with every day. So shit, pour yourself a glass and settle in for Father Teresa's Wine Cellar. <coughs> Alright, WineCellarMedia.com and I want to give a shout out to, I think I've been saying, um, I think I've been saying Max when I've meant to say Matt <laughs> uh, when I'm uh, uh, shouting out an individual, so I have, I have been making an error. Yes, uh, Matt, shout out to Matt over in the joint. And I was, uh, and I was uh, chatting with Matt, a uh, Patreon subscriber, holding it all the way down uh, and, and chats with me. I chat with Matt in the morning. Like, literally this morning, I may possibly even chat with Matt again. I'll be on the clock on the shift, and um, I have my notifications uh, set to silent because I'm in, the, at the beginning of the day, I'm in the fancy office folks area. You know, there's barely any of them there. I have my shit silent because it's fucking library uh, decibels in there. And, uh, and maybe Matt might message me and then... Matt and I will uh, fucking chat. So like, I text message somebody. Like, I'm a part of text messaging culture. I literally slack off at work and text message. That's a real thing I do now as I head into my 40s. Like, I'm finally a stereotypical millennial slacking off at work and text messaging. I need some um avocado berries or whatever i actually don't even know what the fuck an avocado is but uh i probably need like an avocado steak or something or how however you fix that up you know maybe a an avocado uh chicken broth <laughs> all right and uh yeah so big shout out to matt i was uh taking a look at the uh necropolitics which um uh, oddly was easy for me to understand. I did not have to go. I thought I was going to have to spend about 60 minutes in the rabbit hole, but no, about little under 10 minutes, actually. And I was like, and I get it. So I actually don't need to like deep dive necropolitics as a concept to understand it. But this episode ain't about necropolitics. All right. This episode is an episode of Wine Cellar Media. And we only do one thing here. Willy-nilly nonsense. All right. <laughs> so, yes, Greg Locke again. But first, Laura to the Ingram. Now, on the one, as I was uh, looking up Laura Ingram-related news, um, and I'll remind folks, Laura Ingram uh, is a right-wing uh, radio and television host of whom um, I first started taking note of Back when there was, I think that feller John Lewis, who's a bit of a trash panda, as it were, uh, John Lewis was uh, delivering a speech and, you know, it was televised, recorded, archived, that whole business. And Laura Ingram, I don't know if she is working her own soundboard, but Laura Ingram was playing audio of John Lewis uh, speaking and stopped that audio with gunshot sound effects. And I was like, we might want to watch this wacky bastard, because that is a deadly propaganda. Seemingly a deadly feather mucker. Now, I think the first thing that would be worth doing would be um, taking a look back 
right? I like doing that. I like I like juxtapositions, okay? So Laura Ingram does not like what these here uh, liberalized democratizers is doing over here with regard to um, the boot bop abortions, all right? So let's go ahead and uh, share that audio and uh, immediately following video. Voted no. Senators Gillibrand, Booker, Harris, Klobuchar, Warren. Hold on, let's, let's, let's bring that right on back and get the whole thing. What'd she say they voted no on? Every one of the announced 2020 Democratic presidential candidates voted no. Senators Gillibrand, Booker, Harris, Klobuchar, Warren, and Bernie Sanders voted to support the wanton extermination of children already born. Along with Planned Parenthood, they claim that the bill would limit reproductive rights. And in the words of Senator Patty Murray, it's a vote on yet another attack from our Republican colleagues on women's health and their right to access safe, legal abortion. This time in the form of an anti-doctor, anti-woman, anti-family piece of legislation. <laughs> nice. All right, so, so Laura Ingram is obviously going to have a problem with that quote because how dare this um, dim, demon rat, as it were, right? Democrat demon rat. Um, how dare she make comparisons like that when all the Republican Party does is actually get the votes of neo-Nazis. How dare you? Try Patty. Anti-doctor, anti-woman, anti-family. A family usually requires a child. And infanticide usually requires the taking of a child. I, I like the idea that a um, family requires a child. So when the child is no longer a child, it is like late adolescent young adult maybe even an adult in their late 20s early 30s are the are they no longer family why is it requires a child laura ingram didn't think that one through a family usually requires a child and infanticide usually requires the taking of a child's life doesn't it and what murray didn't mention and of course as it tends to go with mcpublicans uh infanticide abortion same thing right which is why i i don't understand why they weren't so angry about tamir rice's abortion and is that she and her party's opposition to this common sense bill is itself anti-science and when watch that notice like common sense really just means agree with me we have a viable child that has been born in what way is it anti-woman or anti-family to protect the life of that child? I mean, if, if they're dead, then it's suddenly not a family anymore. You know, all the all the cousins and grandparents and everyone else related to the two um, adults, hopefully adults, that got together and, um, and deliberately or inadvertently created a zygote. All of a sudden, none of that is family anymore because no mas zygote. It's craziness. Now, the president correctly summarized the vote in a pair of tweets yesterday. The Democrat position on abortion is now so extreme that they don't mind executing babies after birth. This will be remembered as one of the most shocking votes in the history of Congress. 
But my friends, once a party embraces this nihilism, this dark religion, by treating abortion itself like a sacrament, all reason goes out the window. What happened to safe, legal, and rare? They're unwilling. Right now, the funny thing is, when she says what happened to safe, legal, and rare, she's talking about the Hillary Clinton position. She's saying, how dare you go to the left of Clinton? How dare you? Favoring defense of abortion on demand, even if it leads to infanticide, or well, let's say the embrace of other issues like gender fluidity, even if that leads to rank unfairness. We're going to get that get to that issue later on in the show. Oh yeah, gender fluidity again. Like nigga, if you ain't um, gender fluid or like uh, transgender, queer, and all that business, then it's actually not an issue for you. Shut the fuck up and eat your fucking apples. Drink your fucking Ovaltine. All right, don't forget to drink your Ovaltine, is what I'd tell them. All right, that's going to be my Christmas story. It's akin to a secular Sharia law among the left. You deviate from what the social justice warriors stipulate today, and they'll decapitate you in the workplace and in... A secular Sharia law. Yes, because you see, the thing is, like, I myself as an atheist, like, when I'm talking about catching fades and putting in work and all that, it's actually about my, um, my atheist religion, my secular Sharia law. School, if they have their way. And also decapitate. Like, again, nigga, the left does not have a real significant body count, if one at all. <laughs> like... Am I even a leftist? I'm a Negrotarian anti-capitalist. But fucking, uh, <clears throat> the right wing has the body count. We've gone over this. These people are fanatics. They're zealots, hell-bent on a complete upending of the social order. And an upending of just about everything that embodies or even comes close to embodying Now, keep in mind, upending of social order, upending of everything upending of everything right-wing ideology leads to fucking public mass shooting people that come in and murder large groups of people and then change and what happens when a bunch of people get shot somewhere metal detectors get put in place new procedures get put in place right new checks and balances get put in place it's almost like there's an upending of the social order that results from right-wing ideology and propaganda it seems like it a little bit hell i mean right-wing ideology has us in the new normal. Like, I, I'm, I'm funny style about the word pandemic anymore. This is just what normal is. Like now, if you have a kid and your kid has to go to school and shit, well, your kid dying of coronavirus or bringing it back to the household and you dying of it or someone from the household carrying it to a coworker and them dying of it, that's just normal now. Hospitals being overrun with COVID motherfuckers is just normal now. Come on, like all the, what was it, 600,000 is, the, is the, the conveniently round number we're tossing out there. 600,000 motherfuckers dead from this shit as far as like this particular uh, nation, this particular nation goes. Like they're not coming back. So a world where all 600,000 of those people are dead 
is the normal world now. And I get like, they're gonna die anyway. Everything that those people were doing stopped immediately and either got left undone or someone else is trying to pick up the slack. All right. And right, if they were young people, they are not going to grow up to do uh, whatever interesting thing they may or may not have done. This is just what normal is now. It was an upending of the social order by whomst. Edition. Leftist icon, feminist Gloria Steinem was on the Today Show promoting a book of old. And keep in mind, like for all, like you gotta love how they just, they, they call everything the left. Right, Gloria Steinem is a liberal Democrat. She's not a leftist and she's not a leftist icon. Like the folks that still rep the set of like being a leftist or rep the set of being a progressive, they don't rock with Steinem. Steinem was the one that went on Bill Maher and literally said, as a feminist, said misogynistic shit about young women that weren't voting for Hill for Hillary in 2015 and 16. Essays. Uh, one in particular written in the 1980s suggested that the Republican Party and Hitler's views had a lot in common. On a more serious note, to put it mildly, is why Hitler was actually elected, and he was elected, and uh, he campaigned against abortion. I mean, that was, he padlocked the family planning clinics. Every, okay, so that is still relevant in terms of the right wing. Well, now what's interesting here is Laura Ingram is going to say some bullshit, but she could have just lied and denied that. Like, it's actually interesting to me that Laura Ingram didn't just deny that without, you know, actual uh, evidence behind the denial, but just deny it and keep moving, considering the audience. Well, I'm afraid uh, Gloria is getting a bit dotty in her old age. She essentially is arguing that in order to save humanity, you have to kill off more humans. And notice how Steinem practices the art of self-projection. Hitler, just like Planned Parenthood, practiced and defended mass extermination, all in the name of racial purity. Well, also ableism and homophobia, transphobia and all that business, but uh, Laura could have just said, nah, Hitler was anti-abortion. Go fuck yourself, Steinem. Steinem's a feminist liar. And Laura Ingram's audience would have ran with it. But instead, Laura Ingram compares murdering Jewish folks, black folks, gay folks, and folks that have trouble with ableism. Have trouble with ableism. That sounds diminishing, doesn't it? I'll work on my language with that one. But the, um, nigga that the nigga Hitler had, you know, his, his, his Nazi squads, Nazi squads. I don't have the best language on anything that Hitler had his Nazi squads murdering these folks, that that is the same as folks, um, saying not really feeling this, uh, this fetus anymore. This whole zygote thing, not really my thing. Nah, that is the same as that mass murdering of, to my understanding, Adults, teenagers, children. Which is exactly what the founder of Planned Parenthood believed. Margaret Sanger believed deeply in eugenics. Check out this article from 1926. I don't get into the Margaret Sanger part of it. Like, I see, like, Margaret Sanger, like, apparently was a racist. 
It's like, nigga, gang of people racist. You, like, you don't surprise me by pointing out that someone is racist, all right? But so, Laura Ingram really not feeling um, the idea of, uh, of kids dying because apparently zygotes, fetuses, are kids and they ought not be aborted because they're alive, they're walking and talking, they just worked on their school project, you know, and they, they want somebody to be proud of them. Now let's take a look over here. Skip bop ba flip bop ba dee ba doo ba ribble rock. And Laura Ingram, as of recent, <laughs> let's uh, get this 32 second clip in here. What should we expect at this point? What are the facts? In total, the CDC estimates more than 900 kids aged 0 to 17 died during the last two flu seasons, an even smaller time frame than this pandemic. By comparison, 555 children have died with COVID throughout the entire pandemic. Horrible, of course, but Fauci is wrong. Kids aged 5 to 11, the group Pfizer wants an emergency use authorization for, have had a total of 112 COVID deaths since the pandemic started. They're over... So now Laura Ingram's thing is now to downplay amounts of deaths, which I would think that every life matters. Like if I was actually like, I am pro-life, this is fucking life, goddammit, then one dead is too the fuck many. Now Laura's numbers um, are not too goddamn rowdy there. Let's go ahead and um, whoop, bring up a little um, exampsy doozy. There we are, matey. Ooh, yep, trying to uh, li live produce it. Get me out of there. And get me on to this over here at uh, Center for Disease Control and Prevention, data.cdc.gov. All right, this is a cool website. They got little numbers and whatnot, charts and stuff, all sorts of nerdy shit. I like when nerds put stuff together. They do such a great job. Look at this. You know what? I'm going to do a screen share of the nerds' little handy nerdy work. All right? For the folks listening to podcast audio, you you made your decision. You know what the deal is. All right? Yeah, look at that. Folks looking at the video. God damn, those nerds did a great job. All right? They've got all their little nerdy, geeky facts up there. They fucking, they ran the numbers, they conducted a study, all sorts of shit that I don't do and that Laura Ingram, damn sure, don't do. But what's great is the nerds did it and they published the content. And I thank you, nerds. All right. Now, let's take a look at what I find interesting. Uh, a doop scoop up. So here we have um, ages uh, zero to four years old and uh, data as of September 22nd and um, the start week being uh, January 4th, 2020, uh, ages zero to four years old, they have 170 deaths and ages five to 18 years old, 374 deaths. Ooh excuse me and those are in the same time frame with the date as of september 22nd 2021 with the start week being january 4th 2020 and the end week being september 18th 2021 all right so essentially from way back when covid19 was just a segment on democracy now <laughs> right like I, I remember like listening to democracy now being like 
the fuck is going on out there? A new virus? The fuck is Wuhan? Right? Because y'all know I'm an ignorant bastard. Like, by the actual definition of the word. I don't mean ignorant and then, like, we think of some silly classes shit with a banjo. But I mean, I'm fucking ignorant. Popular culture, um, interactive etiquette, all sorts of shit like that. Like, I am kind of, I like, I'm a troglodyte with decent manners. But other than that, like, I am, like, stereotypical cis-hetero man. I can barely walk with rhythm, but I can dance for some reason. Just a mouth-breathing troglodyte. I truly am. All right? But I'm not a disgusting-ass Republican. <laughs> but uh, so those are the numbers there. And apparently those numbers don't matter to Ingram. And I gotta wonder, like, considering... Which ideology now, as far as, like, ideologies go, is going to be more likely to be dying from shit because of their behavior or causing their kids and family members to die? There's got to be people tuned into Laura Ingram shit of whom their child is one of the dead ones. One of the dead. She had 555 on the screen. Uh, this chart is showing me 554. But, uh, fucking... That shit could, like... What are they thinking when they see Laura Ingram talking this rowdy shit? I think I'm also... No, I'm seeing 544. Yeah, I'm seeing 544 on this chart. All right, but that... I I get it. Like, they went with a nice round number, something that would show up on the screen well, 555. But Laura Ingram does not actually give a shit about dead children, about fetuses, about zygotes, about anyone that was murdered in the um the nazi holocaust out there in germany laura ingram just gives a shit about laura ingram's check quite frankly that's how all of these folks are their check is the only thing that matters if their producers came down with a different script they would read that script and collect their check all right so let's take a look on over here i'm not doing the mark taylor but before I go hopping over to our main man so we can hear um, a little bit more of his willy-nilly nonsense and see if he wants to put us in quarantine camps. All right. I just like that one. Quarantine camp. Quarantine. 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 Quarantine camps. All right. I just like that one. That was great. All right. But before we get to the willy-nilly nonsense. Uh, let's take a little move and groove on over to the Walmarts. All right. And now, so over here on the Walmarts, a, um, booba doop doop, a Walmart employee quit. And I really don't need to tell you because this Walmart employee quitting, quite frankly, um, I don't know cuz pronouns. I mean, I could guess, um, she maybe, but might be they, them. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but, uh, the, the nigga is, uh, Beth McGrath, you know, and she straight up put her shit on her face booze publicly. And, um, and I like on her shit, it says former electronics at Walmart. <laughs> All right. And, uh, Beth did a Facebook live quitting over the Walmart PA system. And, um, I like it. I want to, you know, so uh, I, I liked what I read, but I haven't heard her audio yet. So together, we're going to actually listen to uh, Comrade Beth, as it were. 
Here she goes. She's got her microphone ready. She's getting it in gear. Press the button. Proceed. Attention Walmart shoppers and associates. My name is Beth from Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years and I can say that everyone here is overworked and underpaid. The attendance policy is bullshit. We are treated for management and customers poorly every day. Whenever we have a problem with it, we're told that we're replaceable. I'm tired of the constant gaslighting. This company treats their elderly associates like shit. To Jared, our store manager, you're a pervert. Greta and Kathy, shame on y'all for treating your associates the way you do. I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us. Shout out to Kamonique, Patty, Shardell, and so many more. Walmart doesn't deserve y'all. Fuck manage it and fuck this job. I quit. There you go. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. All right, folks. Um, and for your hip hop heads out there, or if you're a hip hop adjacent, uh, what I was just doing there um, is, uh, ooh, I hate Facebook uh, watch. It just auto plays shit. I right. Hey, I ain't playing no motherfucking warship. Oh my god, it started playing gospel music on the greatest black atheist show, and. Um, <laughs> That uh, that what I was doing was uh, Biz Markie, and Biz Markie did a hook for the rapper Cannabis on a song, obviously, uh, Take This Job and Shove It, and to my understanding, it was on the Office Space soundtrack. I heard it on a mixtape in um, 2001, but, uh, but it was uh, on the Office Space soundtrack, and it's literally very on topic, a, jo- a song about quitting your job, and it is outstanding. Uh, you would thoroughly enjoy it, and really, I should just go ahead and cue that shit up uh, for the um, <clears throat> uh, cue it up for the end of this episode. Yeah, why don't I do that? Yeah, I'm talking about incorporating more music. Just incorporate the goddamn music. All right, so I know what folks came for. Willy nilly nonsense. I get it. I get it. The Delta variant was nonsense then. It is nonsense now. I get. I get it. I get it. You know. I don't know why pastors don't talk about this stuff. Well, I do. They don't want to seem crazy. I'm already crazy. All right. I know. By the way, the word whore is a King James word. All right. Hey. Hey. I think they have forgotten the theology of redneckism in America. <laughs> right. Uh. So your main man. Uh, Pastor Greg the Lockster, Lockstep, I call him. <clears throat> he was actually, was that Cairo 7? Let me get the news station right. Fox 17, it was not Cairo. All right, I was looking at something else on Cairo News. But uh, he went on there, and I'm going to let the whole seven minutes play because they're not just giving him the platform to do his thing, he is being interviewed. And Greg Locke is kind of my guy right now. As a content creator, that is my guy to cover for the moment. There we are. Oh, whoops. Man, and get that in order. What the fuck? You know what? It's actually hard to search the rapper Cannabis now because everybody actually talks about Cannabis seriously. (laughs) All right. 
and now let's uh, go ahead and give ourselves a little bit of Pastor Greg. Tennessee is not in great shape when it comes to COVID-19 cases, ranking one of the worst for new infections. Pastor Locke believes these numbers are inflated and thinks it's one of the reasons why he's been permanently banned on Twitter. Pastor Greg Locke says Twitter banned him for being a danger and for dropping gospel, political, and biblical bombs. And I would say things about COVID that they would call misinformation, that I would not call misinformation. It's not that I don't believe in COVID. It's just that I think some of the num numbers have been skewed radically uh, for a purpose and political agenda. Locke has now joined a class action lawsuit against Twitter and calls them censorship Nazis. So you do believe COVID is real? I, I do believe COVID is a flu strain that would have never been heard of had it not been an election year. That's exactly what I believe about COVID. In the past, Locks called the pandemic fake and said the Delta variant is nonsense. But infectious disease experts say COVID-19 is very real and the Delta variant is highly contagious. I believe you called it sugar water, the vaccine. So have your thoughts on the vaccine changed? I never called the vaccine itself sugar water. I said the political elites got sugar water placebo, whatever you want to call it. It was, it was kind of a play on words. World-renowned infectious disease expert Dr. William Schaffner says the vaccine works. So many people in Tennessee, our neighbors and friends, have become ill with COVID, have had to go to the hospital, and so many have had to die. Such a large proportion of them unnecessarily. So just to be clear, you... You feel like you're not spreading any false information, correct? I believe in medical freedom. If somebody wants to wear a mask, let them wear a mask. If they don't, then they don't, right? At the end of the day, if somebody wants yeah, a vaccine, let them get a vaccine. But if somebody else doesn't do want to take the vaccine, then it's government is. overreach to make them have to do it. Locke tells me he tried it's to appeal his Twitter ban and feels this is 100% a violation of freedom of speech. Pastor Locke tells me he fully believes his freedom of speech rights have been violated, but one expert says this Twitter ban is not an assault on the First Amendment. Locke is now part of a class action lawsuit against Twitter and calls them censorship Nazis. Locke feels he isn't spreading false information after saying the Delta variant is, quote, nonsense and doesn't believe in the COVID-19 vaccine. Freedom of speech expert Ken Paulson says social media companies like Twitter are privately owned and have the power to choose whom to censor. Since it's not the government, Paulson says free speech does not apply. But what about other public figures who tweet false information? Case in point, famous rapper Nicki Minaj recently tweeted misinformation saying the vaccine made her cousin's friend impotent, but she didn't get banned. Almost everybody who runs into trouble with Twitter gets a warning. We don't know whether Nicki Minaj got a warning, but we also know that this has not been her pattern. The things Nicki Minaj tweets about. Uh, I, I'm just, I was not supposed to interrupt this video at all, but I have my wine cellar media overlay up, so it might be covering um, the overlay for this Fox 17. And this person is Ken Paulson, and they're noted as a free speech expert, which is hard for me to take serious. How the fuck are you a free speech expert? What an arbitrary way to, I get, you know what, capitalism exists and this guy found a way to pay his bills. Free speech expert, gun it in. Tend not to be health issues. I think social media companies owe it to all of us to be transparent and clear about what they permit and what they don't permit and then apply those rules equally. But the rules are being applied equally if everyone's getting an initial warning. 
Well, life with COVID-19 is something we've all known well for the past 18 months or so. But despite daily pleas from doctors and political leaders, many Tennesseans are continuing to say no to vaccinations. The result is a state that's number seven in the country for most new COVID cases and number 10 for hospital admissions. Dr. David Aronoff of Vanderbilt University Medical Center says we need to see a lot of improvement. Well, the whole Southeast region is not doing particularly well with COVID-19 and Tennessee has been a state that's been incredibly active with COVID-19 and our hospitals remain really quite full. By Southeast region, he means that nice little corner nestled under the Mason-Dixon line. There are more than 3,500 people with COVID-19 in Tennessee hospitals right now. Brian Todd with Metro Health says the way out of this is through the vaccine. We won't quit, right? I mean, the worst thing you can do is say, well, we're never going to get there, so we're just going to stop all effort. In a Fox 17 Twitter poll, 83% of voters don't believe the state's alarming numbers will encourage those not vaccinated to get the shot. Brian Todd says Davidson County is nearing 54% fully vaccinated, but the work continues. So we asked whether Metro will hand down new safety mandates if numbers don't improve. I guess anything could be possible but what was leading us to make those difficult decisions a year ago was because we didn't have a vaccine fox 17 also reached out to governor lee's office in a statement it points to calling up members of the tennessee national guard to help staff overburdened hospitals but no new orders are planned at this time people are doing their part they're wearing masks they're staying socially distanced and they're getting vaccinated we just need more of that a lot more as the percentage of tennesseans who've been vaccinated remains at just over 43 percent the attorney general says that while he encourages everyone to get the vaccine he believes the mandate from the white house is an unprecedented overreach of federal powers his words he goes on to say in the letter that it ignores the steps local state and federal governments have taken to curb the spread of this virus the letter, uh, in the letter, I should say, the attorney general says that the president's proposal is too broad and likely violates federal law. His opinion, he laid out several concerns along those lines, including that this order contradicts data from the White House and OSHA on just how effective masks are at preventing infection. It considers a hazard specific to the workplace when uh, it is not could violate the principle that Congress may not delegate its authority to a federal agency. Attorney General Slattery goes on to say that this uh, order undermines our government, which says states bear the responsibility of their citizens' health and safety and fails to consider religious speech and bodily freedoms. According to the State Department of Labor, this new order from the White House will impact more than 4,100 businesses just in our state and nearly 2 million Tennessee workers. Today, some Tennesseans upset about this order protested outside the state capitol. The mob. Okay, I love that. Y'all see, let me make that screen bigger. Hold on, run that back. You love to see it. White people holding up signs. Hey, some tennis. And, and I'm getting real tired of calling up these folks uh, white people. You're not white. That's made up bullshit. All right. Let the Anglo-Saxons claim white by themselves. And if they want to claim white and everything that comes with that affiliation, then um, treat them accordingly for wanting to be that in society. But the rest of y'all that are not Anglo-Saxon, you really don't have to rep that set. All right. Um, <clears throat> but uh, holding up the signs, we are 
not slaves. And then V-O-L-U-N, what the fuck is that? Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested in seeing what that V-O-L-U-N is. Let's give that a running start so I can take a look for that. Let's see. Attorney General Slattery goes on to say that this uh, order undermines our government, which says states bear the responsibility of their citizens' health and safety and fails to consider religious speech and bodily freedoms. According to the State Department of Labor, this new order from the White House will impact more than 4,100 businesses just in our state. And Okay, it looked like it's the Volen. From my search, it's saying, um, it's suggesting I go with volunteer. Oh, wait, what's this one? Um, volunteer program, voluntold urine dictionary, voluntourism, and someone else calls themselves volum and they post video games on YouTube. Okay, so, um, yeah, I don't really know exactly what the We Are Volin part is of that sign they were holding up. Where was that? I'm injured. That was, that was fun to see. Bodily freedoms. According to the State Department of Labor, this new order from the White House will impact more than 4,100 businesses just in our state and nearly 2 million Tennessee workers. Today, some Tennesseans upset about this order protested outside the state capitol. The okay, there we go. I see tears at the bottom. When they zoom out, I see tears at the bottom. So we are volunteers, not slaves. And of course, a child is holding the sign that an adult probably made for them. And, uh, you know, I mean, you know what? As a, a, a Negrotarian anti-capitalist, I would probably do the same thing. Like, right, show the kid how it's done. This is how we stand up for what we think is right. We're going to hold this sign and stand here. Moms for Liberty group says it wants Governor Lee to... And my nigga has on a Jesus wasn't vaccinated t-shirt with his bucket hat. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Call a special session of state legislators to come in and pass laws protecting Tennesseans from. Oh, fuck. They have multiple Jesus wasn't vaccinated shirts. I swear to fuck. I'm just I, I'm going to start a right wing merchandising store because right wingers love merch. God damn. Maybe everybody loves merch, but it's just noticeable on right wingers because they are wearing their weird thoughts on their chest. What it calls uh, an overreach vaccine mandate. Now this push- Right, like you saw my man in the American flag shirt. Like I could just sell American flag shirts. Like I swear to fuck, like on some level as a black person, I've really thought about this under capitalism because I actually really hate jobs. I fucking hate them. And uh, I've really seriously thought about just like printing up, like getting Confederate flags made. Obviously it would be something you invest in to get return on, right? Investing in printing up Confederate flags, uh, Confederate flag t-shirts with it's not racist printed on them. And then as a black person, go to a town like Lowell out here in Michigan, or probably just be out here in Michigan in general, and just like uh, see if I can't get a um, a permit to post up near a storefront somewhere and sell that. And I think that just by virtue of being a black person selling Confederate flags that say it's not racist, I could make a fucking killing. Hundred bucks a flag, fifty bucks a shirt. 
vaccine mandate. Now this pushback. Oh my God, somebody had a we the people sign. Can I see any words other than we the people on it? Uh, okay, there's the we are not slaves one again. Uh, what is this? Does that say truth, not fear? Something, something and not fear. Can't really tell what it all says. It's behind her hair. What is that we the people sign though? An overreach vaccine mandate. Now, this pushback against the mandate comes as the number of new coronavirus cases reported every day is beginning to drop some across the country. But uh, the number of deaths continues to rise at the very same time. According to Johns Hopkins University's COVID-19 tracker, right now, 150,000 new cases of the virus are being reported here in the U.S. every day. It's uh, certainly a big number, but it's down 8% from just two weeks ago. About 1,800 Americans. Americans are dying from COVID daily, a 33% spike over the same time frame. Experts blame the rising death toll on the increase in the number of cases from the beginning of the summer. Ah, all right. And I just wanted to share that, folks, with you all. That, And obviously that whole thing was not Greg Locke, but I found the general news update to be constructive in general. All right. And I would like to run more news clips. I'd like to do more show prep. Though domestically, we do run into issues, in particular with the 13-year-old in the household. Who? Uh, I think I was... I, I'm. No, I don't think I chatted with Matt about that yet in my text messages. But yeah, with the 13-year-old in the household, holy shit. Right, like uh, right now in this moment, as I'm wrapping up this recording, we are flying right into 6 in the a.m., maybe 6.01, but I got out of the bed at 2 a.m., somewhere roughly like between 2.05 and 2.10 a.m., but what threw off my morning was we caught the 13-year-old with the laptop he's not allowed to have in the bedroom, in the bedroom again, and was just up... playing some shit it's a war game but like you get into chat so you can chat with like white supremacists and shit and um and really just up looking at videos at 2 a.m no damn i'm not supposed to have the laptop in there in the first damn place you know and then so now we're trying to riff and talk to him about the concept of selfishness phoenix collider is trying to she's she's not trying to tell him spoon theory regarding um ableism and like uh her energy levels and what she can do throughout the day and how much she can do and like how much taking a nap rejuvenates her and doesn't rejuvenate her you know up explaining discussing things like that and i did not get to podcast show prep until 4 30 a.m when i was supposed to start podcast show prep at 2 30 a.m oh yeah man the uh the the 13-year-old is a interesting individual to try to work with to keep this household functioning and also obviously keep this program moving. Whoo! All right. So, uh we still have uh stories that I have not covered from the episode right before this one, and those are because uh two of those in particular are more so Phoenix Collider stories that she should um, uh, deliver the narrative on, right? Right then. All right, folks, I'd like for you to be as safe as possible wherever you are. 
the tip jars always open uh, paypal.me slash phoenix and william uh, there's a patreon there uh, patreon.com slash wine cellar media fund and it is friday i have a shift to do but also i don't do the tgif i don't say thank god it's friday uh, there is no god but also friday means nothing all right, because where is there a working class blue collar job or maybe even um, a step above that in salary where it's just straight five days or just straight four days and that's it. The sixth and seventh days are always on now. They're literally in union contracts. It's bullshit. All right. So I have a shift to do. And y'all folks, hang out, hang in, bang on, and whatnot, and other such phrases I just tried to make up off the top of my head. Mm, yeah. Get fired. 